Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And tonight we are talking about my secret method for solving toxic people problems. Okay. And my first book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof, podcast, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. You know, I've I've been in the toxic person proof space for a long time. Um, And so some people are like, oh, what's what's happening? Are you switching gears? What's going on? Your second book is problem solved, simple habits for complex decisions. Like what's going on? Are you switching? And I was like, well, the more confused you are on a regular basis or what I call spaghetti thinking, the easier you are to manipulate. Also, when you look at statistics, 60%, when people talk about their problems, 60% of the problems they talk about are people problems. So 60% people problems, 40% everything else. Okay, so that's already a very, 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 very strong correlation between problem solving and, of course, who are the most of the problems in relationships coming from toxic people, right? Or difficult people or controlling people or manipulative people or people who play the victim or, you know, right? It's not like your good, you know, super stable relationships that are causing the 60% of problems. Okay. So um, that is part of the correlation. And then another part of the correlation is in my work with helping people with toxic people problems. Those are like some of the super most difficult problems to deal with, right? And they're also very, very important problems to solve. You have people concerned about their children. Um, You have, I remember one lady, well, I'll tell my story later, but, um, you know, there's all these different concerns and strategies and people are like sincerely worried about people that are important to them. And they typically have a high conflict person in their life that they have to figure out how to either work with or work around. Okay, so one of the most important chapters of Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to show you my t-shirt with a maze on it um, and the book with a maze on it that I once again left downstairs. Got my old book here because there's like a million copies of that around the house, but not a million copies yet of the Problem Solved. So the secret super strategy in solving your toxic people problems is staying on topic, okay? I know that seems way easier, uh, but I want to tell you a story, okay? So let's imagine you're trying to get to a party in the backyard and you drive up to the house, you stand on the porch, you knock on the front door, okay? And the most difficult, frustrating person you know, I personally in my head call him George, Maybe like George Clooney, but not really. No, I don't know why I call him George. Uh, but um, the most difficult person you know is in charge of opening the front door. Okay. So within the book, Problem Solved, I talk about the magic question, which is what problem are you trying to solve? Okay. So when you're driving to the party, you're getting out of your car, any time during that point, I would say, hey, what problem are you trying to solve? And you'd say, I'm trying to get to the party in the backyard. Okay. But then because you follow normal social protocol, you go to the front door and knock to get into the party. 
but the most difficult person, you can call them a narcissist, you can, whatever, sociopath, whatever, bipolar, whatever, the most difficult person you know is behind that door. And you're knocking and they say, go away. There's no party here. Go away. You're making it up. Go away. You have the wrong date on the invitation. Okay. Toxic people try to confuse you. Right. That's why I subtitled my first book, Clear the Confusion and Learn to Trust Yourself. Second book has a maze on the front, all about problem solving and decision making so you can solve problems and make decisions with a very strategic and sincere trust in yourself. And all the time people come to me and they're like, oh, where does confidence come from? You know, and I'm like, Confidence can mean a lot of different things. But I think true, true, true confidence comes in being able to trust yourself. You might feel confident in cooking your great grandmother's spaghetti recipe because you've made it a thousand times and you feel really confident making that recipe, but you might not feel confident making a brand new recipe. Okay. You trust yourself and your ability to make the spaghetti or make whatever recipe you've made hundred times. Mine is chicken piccata. I can make chicken piccata pretty well. Actually really well. It's like my thing. And blackberry cobbler. I can make that really well too. Not healthy either one. Okay. So you get to the party. George is trying to confuse you. Okay. And you get so mad and you're frustrated. You're like, George, open the door. How dare you do this? I am about at the party. And you're like slipping your invitation under the door to prove it to George. And then you're like playing voice messages on your voicemail to prove to George, see, I am invited to the party. Look at my name on the Evite, right? And at that point, if I asked you what problem you were trying to solve, you would say, I'm trying to get George to open the front door. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. If I was, if you were in your car still, when you were driving up here, was the problem you were trying to solve getting George to open the door? And you're going to say, no. I say, okay, what problem were you trying to solve then? Getting to the party in the backyard. And at that point, if you're my coaching client, I would take your little hand. I'd say, hey, we don't have to go through the front door. Let's go around the house. Okay. Let's go around the house. And the around the house method I cannot begin to tell you how much more likely you are to get what you want um, in a, in healthy ways, right? No drama with George, no fighting with George, no over explaining to George, no looking up articles on why George's never opened the door, no trying to pray for peace in the midst of closed doors, right? Like we're just talking like actually getting what you want. But you have to know what problem you're trying to solve. That's why it's the first chapter in the book. It's why everything around the book is built around problem solved. What problem are you trying to solve? And when you can tell I'm like just like dying, I was so excited about it. Okay. So when I ask, if you ask somebody what they want, usually they're kind of like, oh, I don't really know. Here's what I don't want. But our brains are problem solving machines. And so if I say, what problem are you trying to solve? Please, please, please use the question exactly like that, either with yourself or with others, because you will be surprised at what a much clearer answer you get. 
Okay. There's also a chapter in the book about getting even more clarity using um, a seven levels deep, seven level problem solving. And you can kind of say, what problem am I trying to solve? What problem am I really trying to solve? What problem am I really, really trying to solve? So if you get stuck, check out that chapter. But uh, the chapter on Around the House is all about finding creative solutions that don't involve going through a toxic person. Okay. For example, I remember talking to one client and she was very concerned about her three or four year old not having food when they went to their um, the other parents house. And so she was like, I've talked to the, you know, I've talked to my ex and I told him he needs to have food in the house, but he doesn't. And then my son comes home and says he doesn't have anything to eat. And, you know, I'm just very frustrated for very obvious reasons. This is why it's so serious. And this is why I'm so passionate about it because I have seen it give peace to people in very, very, very difficult situations. Okay. So let's imagine her ex is the George behind the door. Okay. So I say, what problem are you trying to solve? I want to make sure my child has food to eat. Okay. So when you're sitting there emailing the ex back and forth about you don't have food, he said he didn't have food. This is really bad. And this person had means to feed the child. It was just a bad situation. Um, it wasn't a financial issue that they weren't feeding the child. But um, it was a very serious issue. The mom's obviously very upset. And so we, you know, emailing the ex, like, what can I say? What can I do? Do I get this lawyer? Do I get that? Right. And the mom realized she could have peace by going around the house, around the house problem solving. What problem are you really trying to solve? Not how do I get my ex to have food ready for my child? That's not the problem you're trying to solve. Remember driving in the car on the way to the party or being on the front porch? She was so engaged with this struggle and it was such an important struggle, right? That she lost sight of the problem she was really trying to solve, which is making sure her child was fed. I said, is there a backpack or something that comes back and forth between the houses? Yeah, he always has his backpack. Awesome. Can you pack some granola bars in there? And maybe and she's like, I can pack money in there. When he goes to the um, gas station, I think his dad would let him buy stuff. It's like, awesome. Problem solved. <laughs> right? And that's, again, with the t-shirt. Well, well. But you can see why... Um, you can see why I'm so passionate about this topic and you can see why, how many people that I've talked to that have been so scared and they have been so, um, felt so helpless in situations where someone was really being mean to them or taking advantage of them or hurting their kids or pushing their children out of their life or uh, court issues, legal issues that cost them tons of money and they don't they don't have money to send their kid to summer camp because they're having to spend on legal battles because of this. And this book was so terrible for me to write. I mean, it really, I know I keep saying that, but it really was. And there were so many situations where I just wanted to give up. And I was so tired and I had my glasses and all that kind of stuff. I had my glasses on at the beginning of the live, if you haven't seen it. And um, my arm was getting out and I mean, just all this crazy stuff. And I kept having these people and they said, are you sure this is the time to write it? And I said, people need this. Like they need this. They're in situations that they can't, they feel helpless and they feel like they can't do anything, but they can do something. 
And that's really what I want to empower you guys with. And that's what, uh, golly, I can't believe I'm crying. Um, I would not give up on the book. <laughs> I just kept, I just kept going. Uh, and um, despite all kinds of weird obstacles, but uh, I have seen this method bring people peace. Um, one of the stories in the book is about a mother who was fighting with her ex about um, he, someone promised the other parent to pay $100 for a basketball goal. Okay, so this one's not as serious, but $100 for a basketball goal. And I was talking to that mom and I was like, okay, did, you know, what problem are you trying to solve? I want my ex to pay me the $100 for the basketball goal. And I was like, Okay, so is the problem you're really trying to solve getting back $100? And she was like, okay, yes, the problem I'm really trying to solve is getting $100, okay? And so you see the real method to the around the house method is how do we get what you want? What are some creative solutions to avoid going through the toxic person? So in this case, she'd been emailing her ex, texting, and been a whole thing. And I said, hey, aren't you in sales? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, so the problem you're trying to solve is to get $100. And the problem that you are um, trying to solve now, because you're at the front door knocking and George won't open the door. Okay, so the problem, the, the toxic person has shifted the problem you're trying to solve. So now the attention is on the toxic person rather than the true goal, the true problem you're trying to solve. Okay. so the Real problem solved is to get that $100 back. And I said, aren't you in sales? And she said, yeah. I said, okay, all that time that you spent emailing the ex, um, the time you spent, and sorry, I was crying earlier. If anybody like comes on here and they're like, oh my gosh, why are her eyes so red? And well, my eyes were kind of red anyway from the contacts and the working, but uh, I was also crying about children in need. <laughs> just bear with me here. If you just joined, you're like, why are your eyes so red? Uh, the, um, but the real problem she's trying to solve is get that hundred dollars. And so when she recognizes she was in sales and all that time and energy and effort she was spending on trying to get her ex to pay her the hundred dollars she could have made, she said several thousand dollars. I said, if you'd spent all that energy trying to earn money this week and earn commissions, how much money could you have made? And she said several thousand dollars. I said, okay, so did you really win by standing up to your ex? Did you really win? Right? Because I know a lot of people, the advice they give when it comes to toxic people problems, you better have boundaries. You better stand up for yourself. You better show them what's up. You better not like, let them back, like, they, you better not, they better know they can't mess with you. They know you got to stand up for yourself. Okay. I want you to get what you want, right? We're talking about, like, basic things about getting what you want, right? Like feeding children, getting money back that someone promised, right? <laughs> so different method for, like, promotions and raises and mostly this this is kind of like those those really scary most frustrating terrible problems that you want to solve um but anytime a toxic person is involved they are going to change what problem you're trying to solve so that they become the center of attention okay so the very first chapter of the book is about what problem you're trying to solve and then the second chapter of the book is about getting clarity on really 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 what problem you're trying to solve because if you don't know what problem you're trying to solve, 
you were just like here me without my glasses blind 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 and you're just in the dark trying to scramble and you just feel helpless you're trying to figure out something and you're worried and there's real problems and real people are affected and you're just feeling helpless and i want you to feel clear and empowered okay i want you to feel clear and empowered And when you know what problem you're really trying to solve, and then you don't let the person blocking you from the most reasonable, because what people say is like, why do they have to make it so hard? Well, because that's what they do. (sighs) I know it is frustrating. I know it's frustrating, right? But why do they have to make it so hard? Because they they just make things hard. They, They like the energy of it. They like the drama of it, okay? So your job, what problem are you trying to solve? And to keep all your energy invested in solving that problem rather than getting distracted by a toxic person problem. Because if you are driving up to a party and trying to get to the backyard for the party and you go to the front door, because that's what people do is go to the front door and then you knock and the toxic person is on the other side saying, no one wants you here. Go away. We hate you. This party isn't even here tonight. You're crazy. No one invited you. Whatever toxic people say. And you beat that door down, you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them take this. I'm like sniffling on this thing. Why don't I cry? Ugh. Okay. They're like, ready, you're ready to beat the door down. You can tell I help people with these types of problems a lot, right? I get I hardly ever cry on the phone. I'm like, tough. I'm like, we can do this, but like it's super sad, right? It's super sad because I am with you. I wish it could just be easy. It's like, why can't we all just get along? Right. And people. That's a lot of people. That's how they get attention. That's how they stay in the limelight of their life. Um, that's how they feed their own need for drama or attention or play victim or whatever. Right. So if you took most people's advice and you just stood up to them, it's what I call bringing the hammer. I'm always advising not to bring the hammer unless you have to. Right. Because as soon as you bring the hammer, you knock down that door, you knock holes in that door, you reach in, you grab that doorknob, you push open the door and you said, yes, you didn't take advantage of me. Look, you narcissist, I got you. Then what did they do? They lay on the floor and cry and say that you broke their neck because you opened the door. They don't tell the whole story about refusing to open the door, right? They play the victim and they're laying on the ground and they're calling the police and they're calling the doctor. Oh, I need to sue her because she broke my neck, right? Like that's what toxic people do. And so most of the advice on there about standing up for yourself is I consider not only bad advice, expensive advice and dangerous advice. You want to be strategic on what problem you're trying to solve. And you want to do anything and everything within your power to go around. If the toxic person is guarding the front door, just go around the house, climb the fence and get a ladder, parachute into the backyard. There's a gazillion creative solutions to almost every problem. But if the toxic person changes your viewpoint and the only problem you're trying to solve is get the teaching the toxic person how to behave, teaching the toxic person they can't get away with this, teaching the toxic person this isn't fair. If that becomes a problem you're trying to solve, then the real problem you're trying to solve is getting the toxic person to change. Okay. Some statistics around change. There is a lot of... um, statistics and behavior personality studies, which I am obsessed with, um, that show that kindergarten teachers 
how likely they are to be able to predict behaviors 30 years from now. Okay, so what a child acts like in kindergarten, there's like an outrageous amount of data to support that those teachers can make predictions 30 years down because our personality by the age of five is pretty fixed. And within a toxic relationship, I talk about the inability to take turns. In a toxic relationship, it's always the toxic person's turn. Their wants, needs, desires, money, feelings, moods, sexual needs, finances, whatever, okay? It's always their turn. They're always the most important person in the room, okay? And think about what age you were when you learned how to take turns. Two, three, four? So if you're 20, 30, 40, or 50, and you haven't figured out how to take turns, and you think your moods, wants, needs, desires, whatever, are always more important than the other people's, unless you're trying to work it to work the system and gain something, right? you got a real problem. Those people will not change. They will not change. They will not change. They will not change. And most of us, there's people who grow more into themselves. But as far as really, truly like changing personalities, it's the statistics are pretty strong <laughs> in, in that we remain, um, you know, musical or athletic or more outgoing or more introverted. Like we can make adaptations. I'm actually, you know, writing books. It's very like a solitude, like I work from home, like, you know, I'm in solitude a lot, which I'm very extroverted. Um, so it's not like we can't make like little micro changes like that. But for someone to go from very, very selfish to very, very selfless is usually a trick. Okay. So we want to be strategic with these people. We want to find an around the house solution. We want to get super, super, super clear on what problem we're trying to solve. And when there's a way to go around the toxic person, we do. If we are in a situation where we're not around the toxic, we're not able to go around the toxic person, we have to knock on the door and try to get in. Um, then uh, then at that point, we uh, really, 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 really try hard to get clear about what problem we're really trying to solve. And it's not solving the toxic person's personality. You may have to write it down before a meeting. I advise people to do this like, okay, um, the problem we're trying to solve is to make sure the light bill gets paid, okay? So if that's the problem you're trying to solve, going into the conversation, write it on a sticky note, write it on a piece of paper and have it sitting there so that if a toxic person's trying to divert you or like, well, but five years ago this happened and you never do this and right, like getting way off topic, you want to take it back to that problem you're trying to solve, okay? So I really think the problem we're trying to solve here is making sure the light bill gets paid. Not me coming home late on Thursday, not the pictures I saw on your phone last week, not right. It's that like you want to get super, super clear. Toxic people are great diverters um, and they are really good at manipulating us if we're not really, really clear within our own heads and really, really clear about what problems we're trying to solve. So that's why I call what probably trying to solve the magic question. I'm absolutely obsessed with it in every way. I'm absolutely obsessed with the information in this book in every way. Um, 
I promise it'll help your life. It'll change your life. It'll make your life better. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. And it's not things you've read a hundred times before. I can promise that as well. Uh, it's from the school of hard knocks, but uh, if you just joined, check out my shirt problem solved. You can check out the book with a maze on it. Um, my eyes are red from the loveliness of a book launch. Um, I'm going to like, I did watch the notebook today. I was like, that's my treat. It's like watching the notebook and just like, ah, cause it's, I think I was up at 4am working. Um, just a ton of stuff to do, but it's already a bestseller in multiple categories, several business categories, as well as new thought and humor, uh, because it is funny. The chapter on George is actually very funny. I left out all the jokes so that when you read the book, it would still be funny to you. So, uh, but it's so powerful. It's, it's, packed with real life examples of around the house problem solving, real life examples of ways I've used this with clients, ways I've used this with people that have really just felt just such relief when they felt like they couldn't do anything. And then they figured out a way to be able to help themselves, help a coworker, help their children, help a family member, help whoever. It is a powerful, powerful thing. And it's, it's nice. It's not extra fighting. It's less fighting, right? It's less going um, head to head with, with a difficult person, which is never fun, right? So I want to find those, those creative, I want you to use your energy on winning, not fighting and using your energy on creative solutions to act in the best interest of your kids, yourself, your uh, family members, your coworkers, whatever, rather than how do I get the toxic person to change? How do I make the difficult person hear me? How do I make the difficult person do anything? We want to avoid that at all costs when possible. And 90% of the time, it really, really, really is possible. Maybe more than 90%. Um, I just uh, am so hopeful about uh, the way this method can improve your life and the way the whole book can improve your life. So check out uh, Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. Thanks so much. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.